and welcome to the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only show that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? I'm one of your hosts, I'm Landlord James. And I, of course, am the other host, I'm Tenant Mike. Good to see you, James. It's okay to see you too, Mike. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing pretty well, pretty well. We're getting, finally, we're getting some nice uh, spring weather. Uh, mm-hmm. After a long and and uh, dark and cold winter. Now, do you even appreciate spring, Mike? Because you're a pale fellow. You're almost one of those guys that's so pale you're green, I would even say. Um, I... I object to that, Your well, Honor. <laughs> so, do you even do you even enjoy the spring? Is that a do you like getting out in the sun? Um, uh, I'll answer that. Uh, that's a t- sort of a two part answer. Uh, yes, I do enjoy the season of spring. Uh, I love rebirth, renewal, um, little baby animals. I like seeing plants come back to life. Um, I like couples trying to have children. Um, but the second part of my answer is I do fear the sun, and I don't like uh, seeing a lot of f- uh, flesh, because uh, people wear less clothes as the weather heats up. Well, that's where you and I differ. I love the sun. I'm a sun addict. Do you worship the sun? <laughs> yeah, kind of, actually. Really? I worship um, you Christ. Do, sometimes after one of my tanning sessions, uh, I do almost get in a bit of a trance where I feel like I'm... Uh, in some sort of sun days, but um, yeah, every day I go out there, try to get prime sun, which is, uh, you know, usually between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. I'm out there, I'm butt naked on my roof, oiled up, and um, I like to let the beams come down. And I'm tanned every square inch of my body, which I'm very proud of. Do you ever, do you, first of all, that's very unhealthy to anyone listening. No, it's not. Please don't. good for you. Please don't do that. Uh, Do you flip yourself like the proverbial uh, chicken cutlet so that you're evenly done on both sides? You know, not really. Um, so you're just in the front. Yeah, because I only see the front, and usually people only see my front. So it's actually kind of like a fun thing right now. As you listeners will know, I'm a steroid user, so I'm very got a lot of water weight going, and I've got this great. I, I feel like from the front, I almost look like a professional wrestler in the '80s or '90s. You do. I'll give you that. Yeah, very bulked up and dark brown. But then on the back, I also haven't been exercising the back as much, so it's a lot more kind of. Uh, you know, shriveled, pale. I kind of look like you from the back, but from the front, I can see Vin that. Diesel. Yeah. So it's it's interesting too because it lo- almost looks like um, you're two different men. Yeah, kind of. You know, and in a way, I am. There are two sides to me, and the pod listeners uh, know that. Fair um, enough. I mean, there are two sides to everyone. So I don't know. Are there two sides to? Yes, there are two sides to you. Mm-hmm. One is um, polite guy. Uh, holding in a bunch of repression, and the other side to you is dark uh, fellow who has a lot of terrible things he wishes to do to the world. Well, I, once again, I object, Your Honor. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, we're just two different types of men. That we are, and uh, can't disagree with that. Um, so, Mike, um, it's April, we're in Toronto, um, capital of Ontario for our listeners in the U.S. and the Philippines. Um, what were you getting up to this week? This week, uh, was pretty good. Let me think. I, uh, did some spring cleaning, finally. Uh, dusted those cobwebs away and, uh, you know, washed all my dishes for spring and I tried out a new uh, vegetable stir-fry recipe. It was very successful. Had mm-hmm. some soy sauce and some ginger and some 
uh, broccoli in, in there. Um, but also, actually, something kind of unfortunate happened to me, and I hate to, to bring up some bad news, but um, our listeners in Toronto will know that this past week, for almost the entire week, the CN Tower and the surrounding area, there was a warning to, to beware if you were walking around that part of Toronto because large chunks of ice and snow were being blown off the very, the very tippy top of the CN Tower. And uh, the police and city officials warned people to uh, avoid the area so they don't get injured by the, the ice, which can be quite heavy and quite dangerous. I know the area well because I work at the CN Tower gift shop. Um, and so I went for a stroll. But most accidents happen, you know, close to home, they say. And I, I was sitting down on a bench right directly beneath the CN Tower to take a load off. And um, this gigantic spike of ice came hurtling down from the top of the CN Tower and, and, and shot straight through my thigh, pinning me to the bench. I, I couldn't believe it. Nothing like that had ever happened to me before. And I was bleeding all over the place. I was screaming and yelling. Of course, I couldn't pry myself free because, as I already said, I was pinned to the bench. When did this happen? Thursday. It Why didn't to you me. tell me? Or I mean, I'm not. We're not close. But tell some. Like, well, whenever I text you or call you, you never respond or answer. Well, I so would have if the... you said you got pinned to a bench from a spike. Yeah. Well, oh sorry. my God. Are, I mean, uh, are you okay? Well, I did lose a tremendous amount of blood. Um, the muscle tissue, the doctor said, will never fully repair. So my walking is going to be a little bit, uh, interesting from now on. Uh, Paging John Cleese, uh, Ministry of Silly Walks. <laughs> good point, good point. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do look like a Monty Python character now. Um, and yeah, I, I didn't want to bother you or anyone for that matter. So I just tried to, you know... Get myself out of the situation. Um, the public thought I was some sort of spectacle. A screaming man bleeding on a bench. So they started. people started coming up and taking selfies with me. Oh, no. People from all around the world. They thought it was performance art. Or they thought it was performance just art. Just for laughs gag or something. They thought I was a busker, yeah. Um, and I met people from all over the world. Spain, South Korea, Russia, Quebec. Even some uh, some Yanks, uh, some Americans came and took some selfies with me, and I, I decided to make the best of a bad situation. Took off my hat, threw in a few coins, and uh, people followed suit, and they started uh, giving me spare change. Uh, I even got a $20 bill from a Spanish man. Nice. And uh, yeah, I collected about 400 bucks, um, just sitting there bleeding and screaming. Well, all in all, sounds like not actually a bad day for you. I mean, no, it's uh, more than I make on an average day. I'll tell you that wow, much. Wow. Maybe, uh, maybe I should try and get injured by more chunks of falling ice from the CN Tower. <laughs> you know, I know that's a joke, but I actually think you should consider it because mm? uh, the alternative is not great oh, it's bleak. for you. It's bleak. Um, well, I'm sorry to hear about your leg, but yeah, that's great about the 400 bucks. Yeah, thanks. Uh, and how was your week? Well, um, my week's been pretty good. Um, <clears throat> now, money's never really go an issue for me or going to be an issue for me because when you have when you're a dude in a financial situation like mine, even if you're in even if you're say a little low in money at that point, um you can always get loans, you know, I'm always going to be able to get loans. So for me it's right. it's fine. But yeah, um I have like, you know, the money's been I've been I've been spending to excess a little bit, a lot of clubbing, a lot of flying all over the planet. And so I have been working on some new 
ways to make money. Um, as listeners will know, I had the Landlord and Tenant Freedom Fund, which That's unfortunately, right. unfortunately, it hasn't been selling great. Only uh, one buyer. Um, and I did have that idea to sell some ivory into Australia, which unfortunately, again, stupid Aaron Eves got arrested in Australia. Um, have we heard from him, by the way, in a while? Uh, good question. Actually, no. Uh, it's been about three three weeks since we've heard from him. Uh, he made that uh, infamous jail phone call from yeah. Australia, and we haven't been able to track him down, and we haven't heard from him since, so well, we hope he's okay. He's fine. Shout out to Aaron Eves, number one listener, uh, biggest fan. So that didn't pan out for me money-wise either, but I've got a new plan to make some cash, which is a fun way to say cash. Well... Um, I have decided to become a ganjapreneur. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, what exactly? Did I, did I hear that correctly, or is there a problem with uh, my ears? No, you're, well, there may be a problem with your ears, but I did say ganjapreneur. Um, list, what we all know is it was 420 earlier uh, last week. Yes. Which uh, is like a marijuana day. I had never heard of it until this year. Somehow it had passed me by. Wow, you have really got to get out more. Um, it's a really funny day. It's 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 funny to talk about, you know, just a day to talk about weed and celebrate weed and weed culture. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I thought, this could be an opportunity to make a bit of money. So, um, Always the capitalist. Exactly. So I set up shop at the Weed Parade in Toronto, and I started selling some items. Now... One of the items was uh, a DVD of a funny short I made, oh, and it's yeah. a weed-based parody short called Ganja with the Wind. Yeah. And it's a short I made, and it starred myself and Michael. Yeah, I, I, I did appear in it. Yeah. Yeah, you did need the money. I did. Paid you 100 bucks. Yeah. It, took uh, you, it, it did take you eight months to pay me, I'd just like to point out. That is, that is true. But that's standard in the in the biz, um, and basically it's kind of a gone uh, gone with the wind parody. Um, it's a, it's set in the Civil War, and I'm like a soldier from the north, and Mike's a soldier from the south, mm-hmm. which I was not comfortable with. Well, initially, you know, for reasons that are pretty clear to everyone listening. Deal with it. Um, and basically, instead of the gone with the wind story, we just argued over which side of the Civil War had the better uh, weed. So <laughs> yeah, it's a funny short. It's about. 15 minutes long and I was I was selling those DVDs at the 420 parade and I also I also was selling t-shirts with funny weed-based slogans on them. Really? Is there and I sold a number of them at the at the parade. That's surprising. There's a market for that type of shirt? Absolutely. People stoners love t-shirts that say funny things that kind of tell the world, "Hey, I smoke marijuana." Right? Cuz to me you'd think You'd want to keep that kind of information away from the authorities. Mike, no. Come on. Like, youth culture these days is all about sort of being loud and proud about being, you know, a bit out there. Okay. Uh, so I, I can tell you some of the slogans I had on the t-shirts I was selling. <sighs> sure. Um, here's just a list of uh, some of the t-shirt slogans I had that I that I had on sale. And um, maybe uh, this might be a good time for parents to get the little ones away from the radio. Yeah. Or the pod. Okay. Um, here's one. Take me to your dealer. Okay. Uh, take me to your weeder. Another yeah. one. Um, another one I had, uh, shit happens and weed does too. Okay. Um, ready player blunt. Oh, that's like a, uh, a spoof of ready player one. Ready player yep. one. Uh, dime bag a dozen. Okay. Like dime a dozen. Curiosity killed the kush. 
uh, three big bongs outside Ebbong, Missouri. Tomb Reefer, James Earl Jonesing, Let It Do Be, Chronic the Hedgehog, The Magic School Cannabis, Spliff These Walls Could Talk, Driving Miss Hazy, When Harry Met Doobie, Harry Potter, and a parody of The Simpsons called The Stoners. So those were all just t-shirts I had for sale. Sold a bunch. Right. Made a mint. Made bank. Did you clear the copyrights for some of those shirts? Like, I know you had... Uh, like James Earl Jones, his picture on that uh, James on that Earl shirt. Jones thing. Yeah, did did you get his permission to put his image on the the pot T shirt? Um, in short, hell no. Um, you don't need to do any of that crap. T shirts are the wild west of of business. You can put really? anything you want on them. You could put on, you know. You know, uh, I don't know. Justin Trudeau is a terrorist or something, and you can just do it. Which is not true. Well, he's a, you know, if you're a dude like me, he may as well be, because uh, my taxes are up the wazoo right now. But um, anyway, so that was my week. How much did you make? Because I made $400 uh, busking when I got injured by a chunk of ice. How much money did you make selling drugs t-shirts? I made a, I think it was about 4000 actually. Jesus. Yeah. So, but you know, hey, 400 is good, and and I, you know, it was a lot of work to send those ideas to the t-shirt maker and have them make the t-shirts. And clearly, you know, maybe not. You know, and 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 you didn't really have to do work. You just sat there and bled. No, I didn't so. have to do work, but I um, I could have been killed. Mike, you could die walk crossing the street. Get over yourself. No, you can't die crossing the street. That's an old wives' tale. <laughs> Well, well, anyway, it seems like we both had good weeks. We both made a bit of money, which is good. In the end, they were both good weeks. Absolutely. So um, maybe, Mike, it's time for us to take a break and come back with a very exciting guest. Sure. Each week, millions of people around the world download the Landlord and Tenant pod mess on their favorite device. The sad thing is, they never get to see what our bodies look like. Well, all that's about to change, James, because we're doing our first ever live show. That's right. On Friday, June 22nd, we'll be taking the stage at Toronto's Bad Dog Theater for our first ever live show. And just like the podcast, we'll have some fun segments, interesting guests, silly games, and all sorts of special surprises. Plus, there's a bar serving beer, wine, and spirits if you need to wet your whistle. Oh, Mike, this sucks. I know it's good. What I wrote is good. The Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess live in Toronto, June 22nd at the Bad Dog Theater. For tickets, visit baddogtheater.com. That was good. And welcome back to the show, everybody. Okay, uh, this week we are joined by a guest who I always see in the hallways or in the laundry room or the garbage room or in the elevator. It's building tenant Sarah Hennessy. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for being here, Sarah. Wow, the place looks great. Thank you. Yeah, I'm uh, constantly tinkering with the decor, and I think I've really hit my stride here. I uh, moved the... The large crucifix that used to be over my keyboard to uh, to the other wall. And what I like about it is over your keyboard, you can still see the outline from how it was there for so many years because like of a, the sun. It's a ghost cross almost. I love it. Yeah. A little shadow play. <laughs> <laughs> I hate being here. 
Well, you know what? I feel like you shouldn't have to hide who you are. Well, I, you know, Sarah, often I'd agree with you, but maybe Mike should consider hiding who he is a little bit because it's off-putting. I'm just going to be honest. Okay, let's not immediately well, go down this road. You can be religious, but you don't have to stick your big damn cross in our faces all the time. And you always loudly announce when you're going to church every day, mm-hmm. whistling down the hallway and then adding some hymns that say, I'm going to church, I'm a good boy. Well, I I, I am who I am, and I'm not hiding it. I'm taking your advice, James. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just here to say it's not the least bit punk rock. I, uh, well I accept that, and I, I don't care, because... Uh, being, uh, you know what the new punk rock is? Being a happy Catholic. I feel no, like... No, it's being uh, conservative. Mm, I disagree. I okay. think it's following your heart, but not uh, for anything that's uncool. All right. Like well, that. we have three different uh, descriptions of what, uh, or definitions of what punk rock is here. Yeah. So, listeners, tweet us at LT Podmess to tell us which one you agree with. Yeah, I think it would be mine because it's all about, you know, just being cool and not doing things that are uncool. We'll have to invite the members of Sum 41 or Trouble Charger in uh, to give us the real info of what how uh, what real punk rock is. I would That's love cool. to have them on. Yeah. Uh, Greg Nuri. Future episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Good Charlotte, another uh, group of uh, Canadian teen They're not punks. Canadian. Good Charlotte? No way. I thought they were from Montreal. They I wish. really don't think so. No, they were, they were uh, lifestyles of the rich and the famous. Yeah, no chance. Huh? Anyway, Sarah, you're here to make an announcement, we were yeah, told. Yeah, I have a bit of an announcement. Thanks for answering my uh, my message on the building bulletin board. No problem. And having me up here to chat. Um, my big announcement is that I'm giving you notice. I'm leaving the building. What? Oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, you know, enough is enough. It's time for me to move on with my life. Thank you so much for having me for so long. This is my official notice. I'm leaving in one week. What? Yeah. Well, one week. First that's, of all, that's fast. Well, okay, I have to do it now. It's been one week since you looked at me. crazy. Do you think that they will reunite and do a proper tour and record? Of course, we're talking about the ladies, the BNL. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a bare naked ladies person. Uh, yeah, I feel like you are. No, I just can do a really good one Stephen week page impression. Yeah. But okay, anyway, I couldn't resist doing that. But Sarah, mm-hmm. first of all, I'm really sad to hear that you're moving. It's time. It's time. A lady always knows when to leave. To quote Fried Green Tomatoes. I love that. But I don't love that I'm losing a neighbor. It's it's been lovely living in the same building as you. Uh, and I'm going to miss you. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. I'm going to miss... I, I don't know whether I'll miss you guys, but I'll miss, like, different times of my life, for sure. Okay. I also just want to throw out there, before we go too far down memory lane, that um, a week is not enough time to give notice to your landlord. Yeah, for sure. But I thought months, maybe you guys so. could um, maybe loosen up a bit. Like, your whole thing is like, oh, uh, here's all of the official rules, and this is how I live my life, but maybe you should relax a bit and just let me leave in a week and not worry about it. And I'm going to leave all my stuff here, and maybe somebody could just move in. Like, it's good stuff. I mean, you can definitely leave in a week. You just have to keep paying rent for two months. But I say, yeah, follow your heart and leave in a week. Just, Absolutely. And there, you know there's no way I'm going to keep it. In fact, I'm, I'm taking back my rent from last month, considering Whoa. that this is my last month's rent. And, and I'm just like, I feel like we all love punk rock here. And this is a punk rock thing for us, all three of us to do together. Well, you know, a very punk rock thing is to lawyer up. So you might want to lawyer up and I'm going to lawyer up too. And we'll let them. I'll see it. you in court. 
Done. Wow, I'm I'm very impressed by your uh, brashness in the well, face of a thing. landlord. This is very exciting for me. Well, you know what I gotta say. This is my thing now. I'm moving. I'm moving. And do you know where I'm moving to? Somewhere that's not Canada. So I'm oh, taking please. everything about Canada and I'm leaving it behind me, including being polite, being nice oh. about stuff, um, loving certain Canadian things. It's, I'm saying goodbye to all that. Can I ask? And please, please tell me you're not moving to Russia. No, it was a consideration, oh, you know, what but I'm relief. not going to go there. What a relief. Uh, that country just gives me the creeps. They can hear you. <laughs> oh, oh, look. I, well, I love, I we'll love have Rush- to edit that out. <laughs> I love Russia's style, but I do not love that my ex is from there and that she may or may not have a relationship with a certain VP, Putin, and that Putin is raising my son. Did you know that... James has basically been cuckolded by Vladimir Putin. No, I have not. Basically, you have. I feel like it sounds like. But I like. Happen. I like their style. So, so it's not Russia. Maybe no, we can not guess Russia. where, 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 else, where Sarah is going. Uh, um, okay, you warmer. go. I guess. Say something else. Say warmer or colder. Okay. Um, Turks and Caicos. Well, <laughs> literally, literally warmer. Oh. But um, but yeah, I guess I guess it's it's not closer. Keep going. Would it be Australia? The land down in the- That's also pretty far. You guys are picking some far places. I got to tell you, this is somewhere where I can get there on a mega bus. Does that help Ooh. you? Oh, Barrie? Montreal? I'm leaving Canada. Oh, right, right, oh, right. right. Well, I'm stumped. Me too. I'm going to New York City, the birthplace of punk rock. <laughs> Whoa, wow, a true New punk. York City. Getting yeah. on that okay. bus. Yeah, I'm going to hang out. York. With all the people there who are the most famous, and nothing will go wrong. That's wow. very exciting, and also yeah. gives uh, makes me feel uncomfortable because that's a big, dangerous, scruffy city where. Well, you know what? I was sick of you know, everybody around here just being so. Oh, Toronto, and you know I've lived here mm-hmm. for so long, and if you really want to know what the problem is, it's like. I've lived here for so long, and I have a pretty decent group of friends, okay? I have a pretty good building uh, community here. Yes, I consider you a very good friend in the building. Or a building community friend, but nobody has ever gone to a cottage with me. Like, I've sent out so many invites. I've sent out so, I started so many conversations being like, hey, wouldn't it be great to go to the, the cottage this summer or rent a cottage or do anything at a cottage? And people were like, oh my gosh, great idea. But guess how many times I've been to a cottage? Not once. And I'm over this. So that's part of what's making you want to move is to the, this cottage. Well, it, it, spring has sprung, okay? Uh. And all we're going to see is, is cottage commercials. Uh, everybody's going to be taking pictures of their cottages. And I can't handle it. I'm going stateside. Very... Very bold move, once again. Um, so, wow. I'm sick of people not having me to their cottages. Well, but do you think that's going to change in the USA? Well, I think that if I go down there, people are more real, right? So here, people are like, oh, yeah, great idea. If somebody doesn't want to ever see me at their cottage, they're going to tell me there. So they're being passive-aggressive here. Yeah. And in the States... Just you know, straight th- aggressive. That makes sense. Because they are... People are more direct in the States, you know? Like, yes. why don't you move your car? Yeah. Or, you know... Oh, perfect. Was that, was hey, that? hurry up. Or whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Are you going to the cottage? Yeah. You want to go you to the cottage? You want to go co- to the yeah. cottage. 
Right. Or if they don't want you to come, you could be like, hey, could I go to your cottage? No. Oh, you're, you're not, not coming going. To, Absolutely you're not going not. to the cottage. And you know what? I would appreciate that because that, then I can move from there. But here, it's like I've been strung along by everybody I've ever met about uh, the possibility of a cottage hangout. Mm. I have a huge, yeah. I have a whole group of friends here. And like I always picture us at well, a cottage. And, and, and it's all for naught because it's never going to happen. It's counterintuitive to move to New York City, one of the biggest cities on earth, because you want to get some, ultimately, some peace and relaxation uh, by a lake. But yeah, I think it's going to work. It's an indirect route. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I need to make a really good group of friends yeah. to go to the cottage with. And so the, there's a huge <laughs> population density issue there. So I have more of a chance to make a bunch of really Absolutely. good friends. And I bet a bunch of them will want to go to a cottage with me. Imagine if you went to a cottage. Just hear me out. It sounds a little bit bizarre. Imagine if you went to a cottage in the Hamptons with Howard, Robin, Stuttering John. Uh, who else is on Howard Stern's crew these days? Oh. Isn't there some sort of little person? Maybe uh, Artie Lang. Artie Lang. Imagine that group of uh, of rude people uh, inviting you to a cottage. You and the Stern gang. I can't even believe it. You know, I think that would be, go great with my new attitude. And I'll have lots of stories to contribute, like how I left my apartment with one week notice, and I didn't care what my landlord thought, <laughs> and the well. other tenant who lives near me. You know what I mean? And they'll be like, whoa, whoa, who is this girl? Somebody who's being real. You mm. almost have more attitude than a probably native New Yorker, I feel, at you this think? point. Well, thank, thank yeah, you, you, Michael. You definitely do seem more New York now than Canadian. Well, once I made the decision, mm. um, basically, all of this, um, this like, invisible suit of Canadian armor has mm. just melted away. Because I bet in Canada, if you if you ask someone to go to the cottage, you know, if you said, hey, I'd love to go to your cottage, I bet they go, oh, yeah, sure, eh, yeah, like, totally have you over this summer, eh? And then they never do. That's exactly yeah. what's been happening to oh, me sure. repeatedly for my whole life. And you're sick of... So that's like one aspect of, of... And I believe them every time. I believe people that, oh, yeah, I'll go to their cottage. I'm oh, getting yeah, a very I mean, anti-Canada vibe from you. And it's interesting, you're, you're sick of not just this cottage ordeal, but also the very essence of what it means to be Canadian. You said I'll you tell don't... you what, also, I went, to, I went to a Tim Hortons a little while ago. I got a grilled oh, cheese sandwich. Timmy's. It was, yeah, Timmy's. Now you're right? speaking my language. I know. I got a grilled cheese sandwich, and do you know what? It was... Rank. Bullshit. Yeah. Whoa. It was the most bullshit thing I've ever experienced. It was like too soft. It what didn't feel like real bread. It clearly they didn't even have it melted. And then I was like, it was just the saddest food I've ever had. I'm like, I'm moving. You'd better get out of Canada now that you have publicly uh, criticized Canada's number one Grunchy. restaurant slash uh, national icon, named after a hockey player we lost in a drinking and driving accident because he was drunk behind the wheel of his own car and then he, he killed himself in the car and, and, ev- and then and then he has a huge empire then now. he has an empire and, and we to all think respect that, like, it. they'd be able to, gr- to nail a grilled cheese Sarah I'm with you on this and honestly I'm with you on hating Canada what? I, I would like to get out of here too, frankly, but I've got too much business here. But I would love to go to just some pure capitalist society, UAE, something <laughs> like that. Like even the states isn't far enough for me. But I'm with you, Sarah. I think this is a good move. Um, Thank you so much. And it's just like, and it's just, it's just a place to, you know. Um, switch things up for myself. See who else I can meet. Who else might have a lead on a cottage and wants to bring their new friend Sarah to their cottage. Now, did you have to... It's, I'm going to sound like Mike here, but it's making me think of that smart Gerard Depardieu movie, Green Card. 
Oh, yeah. Did yep, you have yep. to marry someone to to go to New York? Oh, goodness. Believe me, I thought about it. I was like, do I just marry somebody? But no, I decided to uh, spend my life savings on, uh, you know, uh, a, a card that will get me in. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then there's no telling. Like, they could just say no when I'm trying to get in, even though I just spent all my money on that. Well, if there are any uh, Homeland Security agents or TSA yeah, be, agents be listening. sweet to the sweetie. Let Sarah in your country. She's not a bad person. Yeah. And she just wants to get some peace and quiet by the lake. By the lake. That's why, I, that's like... We all have our hero's journey, right? And a big part of mine is going to somewhere completely opposite of a lake to get to a lake. Right. Wow. That's a great story. And damn, I wish you luck. So what are you going to do when you get to New York? Well, the first thing... You're going to watch your wallet and purse, for one thing, because of mothers and thieves. You sound like such an... Uncool, uncoolio. Welcome to my life. He, watch your purse. No, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna watch it. What do you think of that? I love that. I'm worried about the contents of it, but anyway. I'm gonna walk around. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm sick of Toronto. No eye contact. I'm gonna look everybody in the yeah. eye. I'm gonna go. Hey, what are you? What's your story? I have time. Sarah, does Mike have your phone number? Because if he does, he'll be calling you every day. Oh, don't forget to look at your purse. Don't forget to tuck yourself in at night. Yeah. No, I won't be calling because the long distance fees are a little bit steep on my current Ugh. phone plan. Of course, that's what you feel. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm just gonna go down there. I'm gonna like open up my arms, like spiritually, and just see what people have to offer. I'm gonna get a bagel, a slice of pizza. Mm. I'm gonna uh, t- do a quick rat count every everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. Here's um, one place you want to steer clear of, though, and I don't mean to sound like a, a uh, you know, a nitpicky old old grandpa here, but stay away from the strip tease clubs and the pimps and hookers in Times Square. You know um, that's the M and M store, and, and I, you know what? It is dangerous there, and I'm going. Well, if you're allergic to peanuts, I'm sure it's very you know dangerous. you're hosting a podcast with a to- like a total ninny when he's telling you to stay away from hookers and strip clubs. Yeah, Mike, get a life. How do you know that they aren't the best people? The people with the best cottages. Fair, fair enough point. I mean, they got cash, you know. They're like in the country; mm-hmm. they want cash. You, you think that in Bracebridge, Ontario, they're just like they're excited to use your chip reader? Oh, no, they want cash. Sarah, I party in Bracebridge a lot. Um, <sighs> we, yeah, Eric Lindros. I've been to his uh, cottage. Marty Short. Been to his cottage. Cottage. The parties that happen would uh, be not even rated R. They'd be rated. NC seventeen. This is say. crazy. Like you go to cottage. Everybody goes to cottages. Mike, do you go to cottages? Um, interesting. I I only went to cottage for the first time in in my life last summer. Was it, was, it a church cottage? No, it was our guest uh, Marty Tops. He had us to his cottage. It's my cottage. Marty oh, Tops sorry. was watching it. <laughs> Jesus, man. Are you guys kidding me? You no. guys have a lead on a cottage. Well, I have one. I have two. I have one in Muskoka, and then I have a more of a cabin up in uh, near Timmins, which is where we did our podcast. We went up to Timmins, and I it was the first. We should go back with Marty, uh, visit Marty. Absolutely, yeah, um, yeah. So to answer your question, I've been to one cottage in my life. And- ah, yeah, yeah. Bring me to the cottage. My eyes, listeners, my eyes couldn't be farther back in, the, in my head just looking at my it's, brains that are crying well, right I'm now. It's true. It's true. I, sh- I I'm sorry. I I mean, I kind of have a strict no tenant. I don't date tenants, and I don't go to cottages. Now, that's not true. That's not true. The well, first I part have of that. dated some you've da- I don't know if it's dating, but you've uh, definitely uh, spent some intimate time with uh, majority of the 
the tenants in the building. Well, okay. No, I don't cottage with my tenants. Okay. Uh, I just, it's a rule. It's just something I don't do. Sounds pretty typical to me. Every, do you know who loves making rules? Cottage owners. Yeah. You know, and they have everything we all, they have everything we want. A cottage. And then they love just saying, "Oh, sorry, not you though." They lord it over you, and they exclude you, and like, you like see it's the some sort of of everybody else. And you just imagine what it would be like to sit on a dock at night, and it's kind of scary, but it feels so nice and tranquil. But I'll never have that. I just have to listen to audio meditation apps to imagine I'm there. Ugh, I gotta go to New York. Um, do you have? So you listen to audio meditation apps. I mean, do you have trouble sleeping or are you having a stress? Do you have a lot of stress? Yeah. Every time I get too wound up um, and uh, I have too many crazy thoughts, I do a a meditation app. Um, And they're always kind of the same. Uh, The problem is like, it's good. These apps are good because you can really flip through if somebody has a really bad voice. I'm just going to say, I hope that... Uh, a certain Gilbert Gottfried doesn't host a meditation uh, guided meditation app because his voice is very startling. But what if he? I wonder what it would what he would sound like if he was trying to sound soothing. Like what would he sound? Relax, like? Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> Go to good? sleep for once. That was uh, that so was much my better. Impression. That was really good. Uh, he played also a character in Aladdin. Did you know that? Right. Did you guys know that? Jafar. No, he no. wasn't Jafar. No, he, he was said in, Jafar. Iago. Yeah. He was the bird. Sorry, Iago. Yeah. yeah. That was very good, Michael. Um, so, so I, yeah. what, what do these apps sound like? Well, they sound like usually it'll begin with like a, a simple like chime or some soft music, mm-hmm. and then it says they say stuff like, "You only need to be here with you. Don't worry about everything else. Focus on your breath. Breathe mm. in, and next part, breathe out." And then and then it'll and then sometimes it'll sneak in some weird stuff and you're like what wait a minute, um like I hope they don't me, ask for like your like your pin number call or me something. with your bank oh, number God um one one I listened to it was so powerful and so good and I was like oh I love this one it's so good and then the more I listened to it the more I'm like I feel like this is like. A guided masturbation thing. Because <laughs> he was like no, talking about feeling everything in your body, and you're like, whoa. Are you talking about my private parts, too? Do you think that there exists a guided <laughs> masturbation uh, sort of like book on tape or podcast? Because that would be, that would be. first of all, I would never listen to it, but I'm sure there's a market for that. Maybe they have a Christian one for you. Well, I don't Maybe. mean to blow your guys' brains, but I host a, a podcast called JOI, Jerkoff Instructions. Oh god! And I do. It's a second podcast I have. It's called. Um, I didn't know that. Uh, it's called uh, Wank, you, Wank you very much. Wank and you very much. Yeah, look it up, download it, and ha- so you guide. Is it so for only you, men or? Is it or your voice? Uh, yeah, it's my voice, and Great. it's just to guide anyone, male or female, on how to get their rocks off, baby. That's great. What kind of like? How many episodes do you have, and what how? How far can you go with such a specific podcast? Probably have 300 episodes. A lot more than this one. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Absolutely. And do you paint a picture? Like, or is it like a fantasy thing? Or are you just sort of like, arrive in your body? Well, Sarah, I feel like a lot of the podcasts you're listening to kind of have that left-wing, you know, artsy-fartsy vibe. I'm more of a right-wing guy. So for mm-hmm. me, it's straight to the point. The podcast is basically, take your pants off. Take your pants off, or at least just put them down to your ankles. Take your pants off, pull them down to your ankles. Now pull out your 
you know, whatever you got. Yeah, your wiener or your uh, uh, strange vagina. Yep. Because you, you can't pull out your... Yeah, you can't pull out Or you have to, vagina. like, yeah. Well, no, you can't pull it out, but you can, like, probably get into a position where you can see it a little better. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And then I say, do your thing. And then thanks and for like, Keep doing it. And how, keep do, doing it. how do your conservative values, though, uh, how do they... You have to put them in subliminally, right? Um, How do you express your conservative values? Yeah, in this masturbation podcast, I'll just sort of throw it in, like you know, um, okay, now you're, you know, touching whatever you're touching. Uh, God, don't you think uh, this sort of bureaucracy is out of control in this bloody uh, liberal government? And now keep touching yourself. I'll just throw it in, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I certainly won't be listening now. No, but that's good because people are vulnerable and they are wide open. So they will listen to that. And then it turns into um, they associate it with good pleasure feelings. Yeah. So then you'll get the government you want and then everybody will just be, well, jerking off. I have Jack half a mind to start my own. No, I won't do it. But I have half a mind to start my own uh, sort of more progressive masturbation guide uh, podcast. Well, how would that well, like? Here. How would it sound? Well, it'd be I guess follow a similar format to James's, but it'd be a little bit different. So I'd be like, you know, uh, take off your pants and pull out your, you know, whatever. You can't. You can pull out a wiener. You can't pull out a vagina. And so maybe if you can do a little angle extra thing for a vagina. Maybe you can just say maybe you should like move your legs around so you can see your own vagina. So pull out your penis if you have one, or if you're a woman, move your legs around. <laughs> And then and I'd be like, you know, do your thing, go to town, think of something uh, that turns you on. And like then I would, what? Um, you know, you have think, to tell them. I mean, like, think of um, a world where everyone is given an equal opportunity to succeed, regardless of background, race, color, creed, or religion. Uh, think of something that gets you all very hot and bothered, like perhaps uh, free access to higher education. Good quality, affordable health care and op- uh, progressive immigration laws. Not to be too personal, Sarah, I'm but in. just in terms of Mike is, is dating an older woman. Um, I often date younger women. Yeah. Uh, would certainly not date anyone older. Have you ever been interested in an older man, if I may ask? Uh, like, how old? Like, um, well, like... Surely not Mike's not style. Not 70s, not 60s, not 50s. I guess... Yeah, I, I guess I could do 40s. Are you trying to the Silver to. Fox <laughs> type guy? Um, um, I like guys who are um, usually the exact same age as me. That's a good really? move. Yeah. Well, and then if I and if I have a birthday, we have to end things. Like I want to keep things pretty equal, right? Right. Age wise, it is a bit sad. Guys in their forties still going for younger girls. Yeah. It, um, it gets a bit like you know what's wrong with you? Yeah. Like what happened? But you know what? We all know what happened. They already tried with somebody else, and then it didn't work out, and now they're back. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's what. That's what happened. <laughs> I think that is what happened. Yeah. So. Would you date someone like the? I'm just gonna throw a name out here, the Travago guy. Mm. Oh, I don't know. He too seems old? too sexual for me. Yeah, like I feel like he's like I have access to all the different hotels. That's true. He you probably know? does get to stay for free anywhere on the planet. He walks around so 
confident about that. He probably hasn't washed his own towels in a decade. We were talking about how it's punk rock not not to watch your, your wash your junk. I feel like he's the most punk rock of them all because there's no way he washes his junk. Do he you think pro- he has a smelly yeah downstairs? Yeah, and I feel like he probably rubs it all over his body as much as it will reach. <laughs> he <laughs> so must that. sleep in so many hotel. Like bedrooms where the sheets are covered in just God probably, knows what. He probably gets off on writing a Yelp review. Well, guys, I hate to tell you this, but I am actually good friends with the Triviago guy, Tim Williams. <laughs> and I am such good friends. Does he say anything about his wiener? No, I am such good friends that um, I have actually jammed with him. Musically? And yes, he's a musician. He's a singer-songwriter. Um, you mean like, like Leonard Cohen or... Yep, Nick Ab- Cave. Absolutely, yeah. His latest album uh, was called um, Blue Ribbon, and I played a bit of a uh, bit of bongos on that one. Um, Blue Ribbon. Yeah, I highly recommend check it out on uh, iTunes. Uh, Tim Williams. It's a Trivago butt guy. He's in a band. Does he sing songs about staying in different types of hotels or getting the best deals? Uh, yeah, that and more. That and more love, loss. He's a great guy. He's really fun. And you know what, Sarah? I can put in a, a word for you if you're interested. I guess I would try He's hot. it out. Do you know where he lives? Does he live in New York? Germany. He lives in Germany? Yeah, he lives in Europe. Maybe, but I'll, maybe I'll go there then. He does have that continental vibe, that very sophisticated sort of thing to him, doesn't he? I think he's sexy. I'm going to be honest. Don't you? I Yeah, I do but think he, he's... I also think he's sexy. Yeah. So we're all in agreement. And I like him. I like those trivia, Triviago. Trivago? Trivago. Trivago ads. I like them. I think they're fun. I like watching him. I really do. Okay, well, I do. We, I okay, but he really leads with his pelvis when he walks. Mm, well, is that what it is? That you, I feel like subconsciously that's what you're you're liking his bravado. I Trivago's like as bravado. an alpha male. I like watching other alpha males do their thing. Yeah, and so you're attracted to powerful men, is what you're saying, then, James? I'm not attracted to. Him. I'm just acknowledging that he's a sexy dude, and I love his commercials. Um, I love his... Yeah, he's got a dirty... Yeah, you're right about the dirty vibe. It looks like he gets dirty. Yeah, he looks like he's... Yeah, it looks like he... There's not a lot of stuff that's off the table you know in the he, bedroom. He looks like you'd have dinner with him, go to the bedroom, and then he takes off his shirt, and then you're like, holy crap, and he has two big nipple rings. <laughs> he doesn't, but he looks like that. I'm yeah, gonna, he totally looks like he's hiding some, some nipple penis rings. penis ring. Well, in uh, Europe, yeah. the Trivago commercials, you see that. You see his his nips, and you see his his downstairs, and you see it all. Yeah, they basically just have him naked with like a it's like a like a like a silk sheet with a like a, a blow dryer at him, so you can see all the outlines mm. of his body. I heard that there's one ad that they only show in uh, Germany. It's a Travago ad where he is literally on the toilet during the ad. And for oh. obvious reasons, we're not going to see it in North America because they're sort of into that uh, shisa. Stuff. I suppose. Why he loves, he's probably why he loves living in Germany. Yeah. Isn't that what they do? Like, yeah. That's, that's not crazy there. That's what they do, yeah. That's where it originated. I didn't know that stuff about him, to be honest, but it doesn't surprise me, you know, having jammed with him a little bit. Um, he's a wild guy, no doubt about it. Yeah. Is he a 420 kind of guy, do you think? Mm, he's more... I think for him, 420 is like amateur hour. Do you know what oh. I mean? It's like it's like people who who don't make a big deal of St. Patrick's Day because it's like I'm partying all the time. I don't want to go when everyone else is doing it. Mm-hmm. That's Timmy. That's Travago, dude. Um, so he's addicted to marijuana. Is that what you mean? Yes, I think he's addicted to the party life. 
Like every time, every one of those ads, he looks like he doesn't have anything too crazy that he's making his way to. Like he's not a businessman going to a boardroom meeting, but he does look like he just got out of bed and had a quick shower and was like, what happened last night? And then they're like, action. And he's like, the thing about deals is, and then he goes yeah. into a spiel. But it does look like he just like recovered from a wild night. And the thing sex. where he forgot his belt. Oh my God, no that belt, belt doesn't need the belt. Sometimes he doesn't need the belt. And that he probably, maybe the girl took it, or the boy took it, whoever he was with, as a memento. And tied him up with it. Oh my god, that's probably why it's not there, it's around the banister. Maybe he was doing that thing that you have to be very careful with, uh, auto-erotic asphyxiation. Maybe the night <gasps> before. Right. He was using his belt, and jer- jerking it. You have to have a spotter if you're doing that these days, because it's, there's just so many deaths. Like the gym. Yeah. Too many people have died. We've lost Michael Hutchins from NXS. We've lost um, uh, Robin Williams, I believe, that way. I don't know if that's... I don't think so. No, that wasn't it. He was depressed. Mike, you're just really slandering uh, Robin Williams. Well, we, we've lost a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. There, there have been a lot. Uh... Yeah, who else? Didn't George Harrison die that way? Or am I mixing that up with... Is he dead? Yes. Um, Tom Petty? I forget. We've just lost a lot of people that way. Yeah, absolutely. Prince? Could have been. (laughs) There's a lot of biblical deaths that way as well. Really? Oh, yeah, because they always wore smocks, and then they would have a belt to hold the smocks uh, on. And then, so, that that was like... Judas. Yeah, Judas. You never hear about that, right? That's how Judas died. Well, you knew he he died by hanging, but I didn't know that that there yeah. was another element involved. Mm-hmm. I suppose if you're gonna go that way, you may as well, you know, make the most of it. If you're gonna yeah. hang yourself, you know, am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. I think you're right. Yeah, I think that if that's, I think that's probably the best one of the best ways to go. We well, seem okay. to have gotten. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say, fun game. What's the best way to go? I don't know. I feel like you nailed it. But well, other than. About. Than that, I, okay. Uh, um, Taking your landlord with you and uh, one uh, bullet going through both of your heads, and that would be if I killed myself and you at the same time. My thing is, you have a really sensitive heart problem, and then you walk into a room and it's a huge surprise party just for you, and it's so shocking and exciting, and that you just have a huge, massive heart attack in front of everybody who loves you. Ooh, so you can see Poetic. them being upset. You can you see know them being care. like, I I love you, and I can't believe this is happening. Nothing's going to be the same without you. I would say <laughs> that's good. I would say the best way to go is... And then they give you a little taste of cake on your way out to Dreamland, that's or nice. Deadland. And you get to taste that forever in Yeah, heaven. you're like, hold on, put a little icing on my lips. Yeah. <laughs> that would be your last words. It'd be on, on your, put on your grave. Put a little icing on these lips of mine. I come, loved you. Come oh. closer. Yeah, come closer. What is it? on these lips um james I, how do you want to bite the big one or i just realized it'd be so funny if that happened and you're about to die and then uh, at the a surprise party and then there's just like one person that you don't really know at the party <laughs> and you just look at them and it's Who's like that? the travago guy <laughs> you're like james did know the travago guy <laughs> sorry oh uh, how would you want to die let's be honest um, I have a lot of investments in Ugh. companies that upload your consciousness to a computer. So how I would Very like to cool. physically die is have spent more, like 
say, millions of dollars uploading my consciousness to a computer. Enough money that average people can't do it. I don't want Mike to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. So then I'm <laughs> on a computer. I'm watching. I wouldn't want to be. I wouldn't want that anyway. So fine. Fine. I'm watching via webcam. I'm still alive. I will live forever. But I'm watching via webcam. I don't know. Some Maybe I throw my lifeless body into a pit of hyenas or something. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. I'm just watching it torn apart. But I'm living forever in the computer. So you want your consciousness to see <laughs> your dead corpse ripped apart by hyenas. Just, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Okay. For fun. I feel like that would be a bit of a release, you know, because we are so bound to our bodies and then you're going to be in a situation where it's like you're not in your body anymore. You exist outside of your body. So that would be, that would really seal the deal just to watch your body get ripped apart. And I would show up and I would pee all over your body and you'd have to watch (gasps) it. Michael, that's crossing the line. I'm going to be about 90 and it'll be probably your last act before you die. And then my plan is get my consciousness in a little mini computer, size of a peanut. Shoot that peanut out in space. <laughs> I'm out there forever. Yeah. For Doing what, infinite though? time. Doing what? Taking Anything it I all want. In. I'm in a computer. By myself. My, I think my new favorite way to die would be this. I finally make it to a cottage. All right? Mm. I'm sitting on the dock of a bay. Oh, like the old song uh, prophesied. Yeah. Looking at around, the water's lapping up. To my left of me, people are like, this is the best cottage. I can't believe Sarah owns it and invited us all for sure. And then um, I just like, I uh, have a brain aneurysm and die. <laughs> just really fast. So both of your uh, both of your choices were natural causes. And also surrounded by people who n- need me. <laughs> who desire and require you. Thank you. Yeah, I like how, Mike, you're the only one who made it a suicide murder. It was murder-suicide, thank you. Um, and it would, I would be taking you with me. And I think that's just, just wonderful. That's the way I'd I like to I just feel go. like it's very, it's very much your dynamic. Thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, believe me, I'm... Not too thrilled about it. And here's how it would happen: I would sneak into your the building where you live because James doesn't live in the in the building he manages. He Hell no! Lives in a gated condo community in Hogs Hollow, one of the, the most ex- exclusive neighborhoods in the city. Mm-hmm. I would sneak into your building dressed like a delivery man or boy, mm-hmm. and I would ring the bell and say, uh, "Amazon delivery," because James is always ordering from Amazon. And I'd probably rich, hear like, "Stay rich." Yeah. And I would probably hear like, oh, goody, from behind the door. And I, as James opens the door, I would put my head beside his head and pull the trigger, and then we'd both uh, be dead instantly. Is that what's in the Amazon box? I guess that's the delivery. The death. The death. Mike. And so I died dressed up like an Amazon delivery man. I just hope you uploaded enough of your consciousness before this happens. Yeah, me too. Mike, I'm going to Google the number of some therapists, and I'm going to send you the link because... I'll delete the email. Well... He'll clear his cache. Thank you. Yes. Don't you think this guy needs to talk to somebody? I think we all do. I mean, like, there's just nobody... No, we don't. You and I don't. I I don't know. Like, I just want to... Like, what if there's a therapist that really has a cottage for me to go to? You know, and yeah. then is going to be like wants to save me. Imagine that getting getting therapy <laughs> and then they by like a beautiful so lake or on a dock, drinking a nice cold beer. I don't know what you would complain about in that situation. That's the perfect situation. Yeah. Um, 
But it's always the biggest assholes who own cottages. That's what I've noticed. Really? Well, oh, they're selfish. Uh, they won't bring present you up company there. not excluded. James, they have a dinner bell. Like, shut up. Just tell us it's dinner. You know. You don't even sound like you get cottages. I'm just being frank. <gasps> well, I think I do get cottages because I want one so bad and I want to be at one. So that's getting it. So what bugs you the most, cottages aside, what bugs you the most about Toronto or Canada that you're not going to miss? Um, I guess... Wait, what? What? what I don't even know. Like, do you have a category for it? Everything. <laughs> I, oh, everything. I'm so with you, girl. So you're what? not going to miss uh, the wonderful television shows we have up here. I'm going to miss Private Eyes. I'm going to miss uh, Road to Avonlea. I'm going to miss... Heartland? Heartland. That's going to be the, what, a big Because those horses, those horses are beautiful. Say, I don't know... Uh, they, don't, you don't, they don't have horses like that in the States. They don't have horses like that in the States. No. I mean... No. There's a few other uh, TV shows that The Red Green here. Show. They don't have the Red Green oh Show my gosh, uh, yeah. down there. Yeah. They don't have Q. They don't have Q. And uh, they don't have... Basically, um, the 10 shows that we have in Canada, they don't have down there. And I, I'm going to miss that. It's nice only having 10 shows. Uh, you don't want too many things. You want it to be streamlined. And you want to make sure it's the same people... And you want to make sure that it's just, you know, digestible. Something that somebody in Saskatoon can enjoy, you know? Somebody uh, coast to coast. You want everybody to really get what you think the joke is. Even if you're very old. Interesting. Because those shows are... I want... I'm going to miss everybody just be the comfort of that. I think that most of the shows uh, produced and broadcast in Canada are made uh, with... You know, the hospice demographic in mind. People who are on their way out, who just need a few... Uh, Transcendental yeah, people. Yeah, something to pass the, the days before they uh, they uh, mm-hmm. screw off. Kick the bucket, Kick as the bucket. they say. Yes. So perhaps we should uh, take a quick break and come back with our final segment, Michael. What do you think? Hmm. Let me mull it over for a second here, James. I think it's a wonderful idea. <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess. We're here with our guest this week, Sarah Hennessy. Hi. And uh, we're we're down to our final segment of the week. It is our game segment. As Mike will tell you, these often go viral. We get stopped on the street and say, hey, Wayne, what's up with the game this week? And it's yeah. wild. Um, a group of uh, teenage boys actually surrounded me as I was getting off the subway the other day, and uh, I thought they were about to uh, mug me or you know commit an act of violence, but they just congratulated me for um, the uh, the uh, game that week. Mm. Well, there you go. Um, and uh, and <laughs> Mike, I understand you've cooked up a very fun uh, game for us. Yes, I have, and uh, I I do hope everyone's ready to have some fun. Because this one is based on the recently published uh, Time magazine list of the 100 most influential people uh, currently in culture. So I thought it'd be funny if we went around and each uh, confessed who we think the most influential person in 2018 is from our point of view. Does that sound fun to you guys? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Okay, should I go first then? Sure. 
All right. I'll say I think the most most influential person of 2018. Out of everyone on earth. Mm, I guess a lot of tough choices there. I'm going to go with Dan Blazarian. Uh, he's that? sort of he's like this millionaire party boy, very big on Twitter and Instagram. Must say, I don't. I'm not familiar with him. Yeah, he's kind of this very buff guy, similar to me. Big beard, similar to me. Uh, Melty mega millionaire again, similar to me. And he got very famous on Instagram and Twitter, posting pictures of himself partying with topless women. Uh, Steve Aoki, uh, Curtis Mayfield. Um, Having big machine guns, Curtis, he's shooting. Curtis Mayfield. Oh, wait, Mayweather. <laughs> Is Curtis Mayfield the singer? Yes. Oh, I sorry, no. I believe no. we lost him in the uh, mid-90s. No, no, Mayweather. You, I gave, mean. I, you gave me such a start there sorry. when you said that. Um, yeah, basically just partying, um, lots of sexy photos, uh, jumping wow. off his private jet. He's a wild guy. Big influence to me and my lifestyle and mm-hmm. kind of the lifestyle I'm hoping to emulate if uh, if this uh, gondrepreneur business of mine gets off the ground. So we'll I see. see. I see he has a lot of, um, I just found him on Instagram. He has a lot of guns here. In his, lots uh, of guns, guns, uh, guns and bums. <laughs> uh, you can see a lot of bums on his uh, Yeah, quite page a few. Too. Great, cool guy. Would love to get the chance to party with him. Heaven yeah. forbid one of those guns goes off and... Um, you know, ruins one of those um, bums in the well, photos. Well, well, you you hope not, but that's a risk you got to take when you're doing this kind of thing. Uh, Sarah. Well, I love this question. Um, Isn't I think it fun? This, this is a fun. fun game. And for me, uh, this is coming in pretty clear. I know exactly who the most influential person is for 2018, and that is Michelle Ke- Kelly. Oh. Michelle Kelly, yeah. yeah. Who's that? She's um, Cottage Life's uh, editor. In chief. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah I so knew. she's been working at that. She's Shut been up. working at Cottage Life magazine for seventeen years. She started off as the oh, receptionist. What a blessing. Yeah. And um and you know what she loves about the job? Being invited to hundreds of cottages every year. And she says most of the time being welcomed with a beer in hand. Oh my and, god. And uh, she says that cottagers are the friendliest people that she's ever met and they're always really excited to host and have her. Wow. And uh I just can't like it's okay. Sarah, it's okay. Like, I can imagine just like stepping foot in a beautiful place like that, and they're like, stay as long as you want. I just, <clears throat> anyways, um, okay. with all the she research said, I've done on her, it just seems like a, it just seems like a nice life, and it's something that she's earned and worked for, which is something I, I she's she's clearly a strong woman, you know. Sounds like she's worked up from the mailroom to the boardroom. Yeah, and she says most cottagers only have such limited time at the lake, but she can't re- recall a time that they haven't welcomed her with open arms. Um, wow. And they're always keen to tell her about the places and show her all the different aspects of it. They're they're an endlessly social bunch. She's she said about cottagers, and I just. It just sounds like utopia to me. Yeah. To meet a true cottager who wants you to be there. Um, and, she, you know, she has a lot of hot takes on butter tarts, uh, which is kind of something nice. Like, wouldn't you want to sink into a nice um, butter tart and just talk about the butter tart for a while and then look up and, like, there's people who are happy that you're there and then there's some nice nature in a lake. Do you think there's someone like that <laughs> who's seen probably a few thousand cottages in her time? Do you think she's at the point where she's jaded, where she like wakes up and she looks out on the dock and sees like a beautiful lake and pristine forest and just goes, Ugh, not this again? Or do you think she still treats every uh, cottage, cottage experience as a unique uh, blessing? 
It's hard to know. From the photos that I've been um, rummaging of her online, there's always a nice soft smile. But what's going on behind that smile? You know what I mean? Mm. Like, perhaps Mm. she got locked into the cottage life business. Perhaps, But, like, (laughs) I guess that's a story I don't want to believe. Okay. Powerful, powerful answer, Sarah. I wasn't expecting that, but thank you for sharing that. Thanks for having me. It feels so good to show who I really am and all the true things. Of course. Wow. wow. Thanks Very for... emotional answer there. I really like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Mike, um, do you have an answer? For... Oh, who, me? <laughs> yes, I do have an answer for this question. And I, I actually stayed up quite late last night um, crossing off my list and whittling it down to uh, to my two picks. Yes, you didn't. You didn't what? mishear that. I have two picks for the most influential person of the year because I just simply couldn't pick one of them. And I may be breaking the rules here, but uh, I, I don't care. Uh, my pick for the most influential two people of 2018 are uh, one is a Canuck uh, and one's an American. Uh, it's Joshua Jackson and Kirk Douglas. Two actors uh, from different generations. One is a bit older than the other. That is such a lame answer. Joshua Jackson? The Canadian actor. One week. One week. Boy, I wouldn't mind one weekend with him. (laughs) uh, Get on the back of that bike and think about life. Go, go to the cottage. Yeah, yeah. You know he was in so many nice rural areas. Sorry. I'm sure he owns a cottage or two with with all that one week uh, money he has. Sorry, Um, Mike. We interrupted you. And then, yeah, and then the other one is the great Kirk Douglas, uh, who's a few years older than than Josh, but uh, they're both at the top of their games, and uh, I think we all could learn a lot from them. Uh, Joshua right now is currently on Broadway, uh, doing the play Children of a Lesser God, and Kirk Douglas, I believe, is uh, staying in for uh, for a rest today, because he's in his early 100s. Oh, that's nice. Probably, probably have uh, looking forward to a nice supper with his son Michael, and his daughter-in-law, um, whose name is Catherine escaping me, Zeta? Catherine Zeta Jones, uh, and uh, I'm sure you know uh, he's looking forward to that special meal with with those he loves. You are truly weird, Michael. Um, well, I suppose. That might do it for this little puppy. Uh, we all had ex- uh, excellent answers. Yeah, I we feel did. great. I'll be out of the place, uh, you know, in next week, and no I guess I'll probably never see you guys again. Yeah, just send oh. the two checks. But um, yeah, I'm sorry to Not hear that you're going. It. But wish you the best of luck and uh, be careful in New York. Luxury <gasps> jungle that dreams are made of. Nothing you can't do. Oh my god. That's why it's New York. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh, that's all I know. You guys are really something special. Yeah, we always. I mean, you have a real landlord-tenant dynamic, and there's just no denying that. You know, it's funny because I don't think we have really a chemistry as friends or as people, but musically, grudgingly, we might. Yeah, you stick a couple of mics in front of us, and suddenly we're uh, getting on together as well as uh, Simon and Garfunkel. I mean, see, once he starts talking, it's we the all worst, look but... to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, Sarah, thanks, and guys. Um, best of luck uh, tr- uh, getting to that cottage. That's and, great. Uh, yeah. yeah. If somebody could just drop me off at the mega bus station, uh, that'd be great. Mike will do that on his bike. Uh, Wonderful. Okay. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>